Do you want to become a better songwriter? Well, we created a very simple 10-minute songwriter personality test, and it's going to help you better understand who you are as a writer, and it's going to help you in the writer's room when you're writing with other writers, because you're going to be able to identify what kind of writer they are, maybe even have them take the songwriter personality test. If you're curious and you want to take the songwriter personality test today, just visit songwriterpersonalitytest.com or go to the link on the writingworship.co website. Yes, we do. Today we have with us <laughs> Dustin and James, Dustin Smith and James Galray. Yeah. She looked like she didn't remember. She, yeah, she was like, I know. I she's like, like uh, who are these men? Dustin and James Smith. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, brothers. But they do a whole lot of ministry, and we've had them at Girls Right Out before. Yep. Um, we were the first. We were awesome. the first guys. You were the first guys. First, first men, guys. Yeah. And I think. What you said that time was amazing. You said, um, one of my favorite things you said was that, you know, some of what we're dealing with, like just in church and stuff is, is a result of male and female, like issues together. And some of, some of that can only be broken through and spoken over by a male. So that was huge. So you guys have a big ministry. Yeah. Well, we have a ministry. ministry. Yeah. 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 I like to think it's pretty big. Tell us what you guys do. What don't we do? Somebody doesn't <laughs> well, so usually we get up and have a cup of coffee. Yeah, coffee's first. Then we usually eat breakfast. Breakfast second. Then Another time, cup of coffee. Then it's time for lunch. Then we do lunch. Okay. And then we end it with dinner. That sounds like ministry to me. <laughs> <laughs> In between ministry. ministry. We sprinkle it with people's lives. <laughs> <laughs> and weddings. We do, weddings. we do weddings. No, we've been doing I mean we've been doing worship for a long time, so worship yeah. is really still our heart and everything that drives us. And we've been at the same church for about I think 12 years, yep. maybe as a team, our whole team. And over the last couple of years, we've been traveling and doing more ministry and training outside of our church. And so um, we just decided that uh, we had done so much traveling. A lot of it was on the East Coast. And so we moved our team here to Nashville. And we've been traveling out of Nashville. And we do a ministry called Healing is Right and wrote some songs. Chrissy, we wrote some songs uh they're so good. I can't remember the names of them right now. But, oh, uh, no, reach out your hand. Like, it's the title that's cut. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, it's good. I mean, the last name and song. <laughs> reach are, out your hand. There's reach one out your hand and fight for me. Fight. Yep. I like both of those. And we're going to do another one called It's About to Get Beautiful, which we just Ooh. recorded in Canada. Wow. So we're going to do yeah. that on a healing CD. But so that actually, we, we give away. So there's an app for it. Healing is Right. And that's actually. It's been pretty cool because it's an app and it's free and people can listen to it. People are going around in hospitals and just walking in and telling people about it, downloading it on their phone. And we're seeing people get healed. That's amazing. Like they didn't even know about it, just downloading it. So it's funny because the system of what we've been doing has been sell CDs, be an artist, that kind of thing. And for us, we just felt like 
music is kind of our key and our tool to get indoors. It's not mm-hmm. really our money maker. Mm-hmm. And you're giving it away. Yeah, we give you it away just for have free. Given it all away. Yep. We yes, felt like was, the Lord said, to "Not make sick people pay for this medicine." That's so amazing. Yes, yeah, so we just set up a website and uh, and an app, and you can just mm-hmm. stream it like you'd stream any other musical, you know, sort of source. So that's pretty cool. So awesome. So it's healingisright.com. Healingisright.com, or you can just go to your Apple store or your app store and just type in Healing Is Right. Yeah. There it is. Cool. And I also wrote a song with James, Back to Life. Yeah. Which I think we played on our podcast before, didn't we? I think we did it as a giveaway, didn't we? Yeah, we gave it away. Sorry, James. Oh, that's great. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he loves to do. That's what we're doing. We're giving songs away. Well, we just recorded that. We just recorded that in Canada as well. Did you do that too? Yeah. Yeah. I think I heard a little clip of you singing. You sang that version too, I did, yeah. Yeah. So He kind of screams it. I, wow. I scream it. Yeah. I'm excited to hear it. Yeah, that song's been really powerful in a lot of the traveling that we do to a lot of, uh, like we do a lot of business events. So mm-hmm. a lot of those events we're using that. And that song, the bridge of that song really speaks to a lot of people um, that are unchurched. I mean, a church as well, but a lot of yeah. the people that are unchurched, they're like, wow, where's that song? What is that? Because it does really call out some things. Uh, yeah. Some very specific things. Resentment, depression, yeah, depression, anxiety, anxiety addictions, mm-hmm. and strongholds. So it's actually <laughs> becoming really a powerful anthem for that sort of group that we go that we travel with. Well, and have you seen that video floating around about Christian music right now? The one on Facebook. It yeah. was on her wall. Yeah, it was, I thought of that song exactly. I was like, oh my gosh! <laughs> but it said, no one ever says anything in Christian music about like. It's, it was like, talk about vague struggles. Don't ever Don't call ever it out. Don't mention, like, addiction. Yeah. It said, like, one of our words yeah. specifically, and yeah. I was like, well, well at least yeah. we got one song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got one that'll fight this Yeah, that's out. a different video, I guess. Yeah. I guess we got different takes on that. Yeah. We're just not afraid to go, yeah. We're not afraid to go we after like it. it. Yeah. Now, it is one of the most powerful ones because I, I feel like people are longing for hope. And so as soon as you start saying those words, yeah. no one's used to hearing those. Mm-hmm. And so we almost have to cover it up. Like, I don't have this. and I'm not struggling. And, and right. then if you mention it, especially in church, if you mention you're struggling, uh, you're you're looked at as like the outcast, like yeah. no one else is ever struggling. Mm-hmm. And so the ability to be able to call it out. And I know that when that was first put out, like mm-hmm. there were some comments back about mm-hmm. from some theologians about, yes. you know, we sure are talking about I a lot. We sure, but you know, in Psalms, David's constantly mm-hmm. saying yeah. like, I need you to go <laughs> overcome your enemies so yeah. I can stand up so I can be strong. So yes. I can do this. And, and so for me, you realize like people have made this thing like God so far away and you have to do everything for him, but he can't be anything in your life, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's funny though, cause we go after non-Christians by telling them God's going to, God wants to keep you out of hell. God wants to save your life. God wants to deliver you. And then you become a Christian and you're like, it's you like have a problem. Secret. Oh my God, no. you're going to hell. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it to yourself. And so it's <laughs> we're perfect. It. Yeah. Yes. So it's almost like, you know, and you're going to get people in that way, but, but it's a powerful, <clears throat> powerful song. Yeah, it's really great. I just realized your mug says you are an amazing woman. Well, thank you. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what though? Okay. When I'm drinking my mug, I'm not reading my mug. You know why I did it? Because when I'm drinking it, you're reading it. Oh! Oh! Dude, that 
smooth. Look at we that. We really do have a thing about mugs with this I am podcast. also doing that for you guys. Oh, I'm Starbucks. <laughs> 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 also, doesn't apply to Don't me, but thanks. But seriously, it would have been Perfect. weirder for you to be drinking it and me keep reading. You are an, an amazing, amazing woman. <laughs> like you're trying to hypnotize us during this you great are women amazing woman podcast. <laughs> By the end of it, it's oh like I feel God. like a brave woman. I feel like a natural woman. So, I mean, I loved what you said when you came to Girls Right Out. I really loved the message that you brought. And I would love to hear just a little piece of that again. Because even recently, um, it's been really surprising to me how, you know, different churches have different takes on women in leadership and ministry. Mm. And uh, there's just, I mean, there's still uh, churches very close to home that are not allowing women to vote on yeah. certain things yeah. or, you know, there's still a real clear division and, and sometimes women are not even allowed to lead worship or, you know, yeah. or speak yeah. or vote or any of these things. Um, and I think I'd love to hear, I'd love for everyone to hear kind of your take on that and just a little bit about what you guys shared Yeah, as you will. Yeah. I mean, either one of you. You take that. <laughs> James only takes the jokes. Okay. I'll sit back and relax. Yeah. <laughs> no well, he, has, he has some great stuff to say too, but yeah. uh, you know, for me, it's been, it's hard because I don't, I really don't think people read the Bible in the sense of context and it, Obviously, in that day and age, and even today, you yeah. see the women covering their heads. They're not allowed to be seen. They're not allowed to, you know, be heard right. from. So that is the context of the culture that they lived in. And so Paul even is telling them, like, women, be careful when you step into this role. Because if you now, being empowered by the Holy Spirit, if you now start just talking out, it's going to end up hurting you in the long run. So be careful how you do this because you're going to actually, you sit at home, listen, you know, you're listening to what's being said, but it's, it's actually going to position you in a better way to listen because in that culture, that was the standard. You know, we we used to talk about it, talked about don't shave your heads, don't do certain things because it represented to them a a one who had a shaved head is a one who was a prostitute. Mm -hmm. So we, in that day and age, you don't do certain things because you don't want to be represented with this. Right. And so in, in our day, in our culture, if you're going to try to read into that culture, there's a lot of things that are going to happen. And I've Mm -hmm. heard guys, guys will use different scriptures to try to back up their, you know, what they want to do, but they don't want to point to other scriptures that have to do with men and being an elder in the church. Right. So they want, they want to say, well, women can't preach, Mm -hmm. but it also says in, in Timothy, it says you can only be of one wife. You have to have children that are under control, you know? And I'm like, well, there goes 90% of the elders, (laughs) you know, but none of them want to look at that, but they all want to try to go to the other one. Right. And so I think for us, it's trying to find out like, what is God trying to do in the lives of women? What is God trying to do in the lives of men? And in our culture, it is not out of, out of the standard for a, a woman to even run for president right. or even to stand. So it's not outside of our culture. And you have to then say, you know, for us that the Holy Spirit is going to 
I love when the phone rings. Jesus Look at, is yeah, calling. you can tell though. Right now. Yeah, guys Jesus just ignore calling. it. <laughs> we're good at it. And women are like, oh my God, a phone's ringing. I was <laughs> thinking, <laughs> you guys have a phone? That's awesome. But for yeah. us, we recognize, like, they're, even for kids, Yeah. you know, th- People would say kids shouldn't talk, and t- and Paul tells Timothy, he's like, don't let anyone look down upon you be- because of your youth, because there is no female Holy Spirit, there is no male Holy Spirit, there is no child Holy Spirit, there is a personal Holy Spirit, and if it's in you, then it's the same one that's in me. Yeah. And there are things that God has created us to be as men, and there are things that God has created us mm-hmm. to be as women. But I think that you know that's what even that day I talked about Hannah because yeah. Hannah constantly is provoked by something that is a cultural standard mm-hmm. for them, and and there she's trying to say you're not pregnant, you're not pregnant, and it keeps poking, and she keeps saying, "Ha ha, you're not pregnant, you're not pregnant, you're not pregnant," and that in that day was a damning thing because they would look at it as a curse, mm-hmm. you know. Today, we still feel like if, if, a, if some girls don't want to get pregnant, some girls do want to get pregnant and they can't, but most of them aren't looking at it like and the enemy could try to do some that. Some of them get pregnant and keep getting pregnant. Yes. We... That happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> hey <Hey-o. laughs> That's awesome. But, but the enemy uses whatever he can culturally even to try to poke you and and provoke you to frustration and so the bible says hannah even stopped she's she stopped eating she stopped being with her husband and the funny thing is if you want to get pregnant you can't stop being with your husband but it causes you to stop doing the very thing that could actually even produce in your life and so the enemy knows that if he can continue to provoke women and continually shut it down in certain areas, that'll constantly put questions in your head. Maybe I shouldn't be something. Hmm. Maybe I shouldn't be anything. Maybe I shouldn't do do this. Yeah. And so he shut them. He shut women down for so long that now, when God's trying to raise up women to start doing certain things in the world, now they won't because they keep having this thing in the back of their head. Maybe I should not do this. Maybe I should not be the one doing it. Hmm. And even when she goes to the temple, she's with Eli, and Eli's like, she starts, you know, crying out to God, and Eli says, get out of here, you're drunk. And again, <laughs> even religion <laughs> puts on you mm-hmm. what they perceive an outward thing is, mm-hmm. and they're not even spiritual enough to know that you're longing to produce, mm-hmm. that you're longing to give birth to something. And so when it's funny because I hear guys talk about that. And they almost, so what, what do you want to empower women to be? I mean, if you're not going to, if you don't want them to do this, you don't want them to do that. What do you want them to do? Yeah. The, the problem is, is that they, it's, it's almost like, well, yeah, it, but it's almost like, it's well, not funny, James. I'm not laughing. I'm not laughing. <laughs> it's almost like what we do with, with kids though. So a kid is super passionate right. and the teachers want to give them drugs because they don't Come want them. Yes. They need them mm-hmm. to be normal. Yeah. Right. And so so they don't give them any other options except for take this pill so we can make all of you normal. Mm-hmm. You know, and that means yeah. normal means quiet for eight hours a day, sitting down doing nothing. And that's not a boy. You know, right. it's like, no, I need to do something. That doesn't mean that you should be out of control, right. but it means that we need to direct passions and we need to give options outside of some. But they don't even want to do that. They don't they want to say, well, you don't have a position there. 
You're like, well, what do we have a position yeah. for? Well, they won't give you anything because they're not really standing and listening to the voice of God and sensitivity to the Holy Spirit of what, what should we be doing? How should we be engaging together in this as men and as women? They just want to read something and then they want to say, well, that has to be the way it is so you don't do anything. Mm. And so then it shuts everything down. That's what Eli did to her. He's like, you can't be praying like that. You got to be drunk. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and this is a priest mm-hmm. in the temple of God. That is misjudging and mischaracterizing a woman crying out to God just to give birth to something. And when he finds out, she has to bring awareness to it. And then he says, well, let it be unto you. And then the Bible says that she stood up and her countenance changed. And her Mm -hmm. countenance changed before she was pregnant. Mm -hmm. She was not pregnant yet. And it said she went back and ate, which means her actions started to change. Which means she was starting to base who she was supposed to be no longer on the cultural standard, Mm -hmm. no longer on the religious standard, but what on the word that was spoken to her that you can give birth to something. Mm. And, and so for me, like even women who, who, who feel like, okay, we want to do something. We want to be something. You know what, what we need to do is instead of sitting around and just complaining about it, I've always, my father-in-law told me when you preach, he said, don't complain about the dark. Just turn on the light. Yeah. Mm. You know? And here's the thing. This can be frustrating for some, but if you're in a church like that and you know you're called to be something, you still want you still have to be under authority. You know, when I moved yeah. here, I want to father a generation of worship leaders by pouring into to I don't I just don't want kids with guitars. I want them to be raised up as shepherds. Right. So I'm gonna to try to father that generation. You know what I did? I invited my father in law, who's been a pastor for thirty years. To, and, and my mother-in-law to move here with us and show that I'm willing to be bothered. I'm willing to be mm-hmm. pastored too. I'm a man under authority. I'm not just a, I don't want to just be a person with authority. Right. I want to be under authority. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't just step out and do my own thing. So we still want to be under an authority. We still mm-hmm. want to say, yeah, I'm not afraid. It's the law of the lid kind of thing. You know, I still want to be in this. I still want to, I understand who this person is. It's an authority over my life, but I'm going to go find that place. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to stand in a place that's constantly putting me in a position. I know God's called me to be something else. And they can argue scripture for it, this, but I can argue scripture for this, mm-hmm. you know. And and even when, remember when the disciples, they go to Jesus and they say, somebody's healing people in your name, but they're not one of us. And we're going to stop them. And Jesus is like, why would you do that? Like, if they're not against us, they're for us. So that's the funny thing is like, they would almost say you're out of order. It's evil. Mm-hmm. Like it's wicked, which puts you on a different kingdom and on a different scale. And I started saying like, well, how, I don't understand how you say that when you see the fruit of God, you hear the name yeah. of Jesus being proclaimed. Mm-hmm. And now you're going to say, because she's a woman, she can't do anything. It mm-hmm. doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And so we have to start looking at this on the outside of, and realize <clears throat> men have Men, women all have argued and argued and argued over theological mm-hmm. things. And I said to somebody the other day, I was like, we can sit in this room and argue it. Because unbelievably to me, I had this discussion with somebody just the other day. No and I was shocked because mm-hmm. I have not had this discussion for a long ever. time. Yeah. Wow. It's not, it's not <clears throat> in my world. I mean, mm-hmm. the girls in our world know that God's calling to you whatever. to. Yeah. If, if mm-hmm. you feel like there's a word and there's somebody who needs to be prayed over or something. Yeah. Um, but they still understand authority too. Like, what is God trying to do? Well, we need somebody in the room to be able to direct this. We can't just have everybody doing right. everything. Exactly. And so, um, but I want to see fruit. And so my, my thing is, is like Hannah, 
If you're a woman, you know you're supposed to produce. You don't have to go tell somebody about it all the time. Mm-hmm. You don't have to try to prove it to people. Mm-hmm. You just have to do it. Yeah. And you have to find the avenues to do it. Mm-hmm. Where do I where do I do it at? Where do I need to do it at? Yeah. And everybody who's ever been in a position, David was in that position when he went to fight Goliath. The first person who tried to stop him is Eliab. He said, you're wicked and conceited. His own brother. Then he goes to Saul and Saul's like, you're just a boy. So everybody's always going to put on you something else, mm-hmm. no matter if you're called to do it or not. Mm-hmm. So you just have to become it and do it. And you have to bear fruit. And I always tell our guys, if people say, no, nah, that's not true. Any people today listening, like they can argue, 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 we argue for, we've, they've argued for hundreds of years yeah, about right. this stuff mm-hmm. while they, while their families are dying. Mm-hmm. Cause they're not taking care of their families are sitting in offices arguing about this theology. Mm-hmm. And so for me, like I want to see fruit of your family. I want to see fruit of your ministry. And when I see fruit and I hear you proclaiming the name of Jesus, I'm probably going to back that. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably going to put, put you in position to succeed, mm-hmm. you know? And so instead of looking at fruit, instead of looking at lives being changed, we're still arguing over scriptures. And Jesus walks in to men who are arguing over scriptures. And he says, you are amazing at the scriptures. You know, all of them, but they all point to me. And now I'm standing in front of you and you don't know me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the problem is like, we've pushed people out. We've pushed the sick out. We've pushed women out. We've pushed mm-hmm. kids out. We've pushed, uh, and, and now we're in a position where now we've become what we say we hate, which is Pharisees, mm-hmm. you know, and we push everybody out. Like you can't do anything. And the only ones who can do it are the elite. The only ones who can do it are those who know everything and they forget Jesus is on the scene and they don't even know him. Mm-hmm. They don't even recognize it. They don't even recognize Jesus and you that you guys are doing something and making a podcast to help change the lives of women and men. You know, because when you change the life of a wife, you change the life of her husband. Mm-hmm. You know, when you change the life of a husband, it should help change the life of a wife because you're actually starting to pour back into each other and removing these things that are trying to be walls and hindrances. And so, but instead of looking at that, they don't want to look at that. They want to look at what they believe cultural standard is for them, you know, and ignore the fact that their 14-year-old daughters are living with depression wanting to commit suicide. Mm. And they need to hear you. Yeah. Like those girls long to hear another girl or woman stand up and say, you don't have to live with that addiction. And, they, and they'll say, oh, you can't, don't put the word addiction in songs. You know, like mm. we were talking about earlier. And you're like, why? Your daughter has it. Why? You're dealing with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? <clears throat> and well, it's not about us. Well, you know what? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever should believe in him will not perish. So that says to me, there's something to do with us too. Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't just about him. He says, uh, you'll be my people. I will be your God and I will dwell in the midst of you. I think honestly, sometimes too, people don't want to get that personal. They're not ready to get that vulnerable. Yeah. yeah. And I think sometimes that's why there's pushback. Yeah. But one of the reasons they don't want to get that vulnerable is because we've not allowed anybody to get that vulnerable. And that same like normal feeling that you were talking about in the classroom, we have a normal in church. Yeah. Well, I I think it just just overlaps into church because we, like Dustin, you've talked about a long time is that we go through a process of schooling where this has always happened to us. And then our church life just follows the pattern of what we've already been trained to do outside of it. And the same with work and you know, sometimes you go to a cubicle, you sit down, do your job, don't make any noise, don't make any ruckus, and you get paid and you get to go home, you know? And so in church, it's like we just go, sit down, shut up, 
you know, make sure you memorize what you need to memorize and then go home and you'll live a good life, but it doesn't always work out that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's what we say. It's like you memorize all the lines, just like school. If I memorize <clears throat> and I can repeat it back to you, I get a good grade. Yeah. And so as long as I'll come in church, shut up, sit down, memorize, repeat, that's all I need to do. And, and we're dying because we can repeat all the scriptures, mm. but they're not empowered in our lives. There's no spirit that's empowering yeah. it because we we've removed the spirit and we put everybody in these boxes that we've got to follow these boxes. And as soon as anybody starts to get outside this box and God starts to empower them, promote them and push them, then all of a sudden we're like, no, 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 no I can't do that. Because it's even, I even believe for men, mm. like I'm, I'm frustrated with the, with men being the one man thing. When God, when scripture says there's a fivefold ministry and now we've got one guy just leading everything and he stands up and he basically has become the lecturer, not the discipler. And now we sit, listen to a lecture every week and then we go home, we do our thing and then we show up for another 30 minute lecture every week. Mm-hmm. And, and I just don't see Jesus giving lectures. I see Jesus discipling. discipling and looking in the lives. And, and I feel like most of his sermons are question and answer because he sits there and he says, discerning their thoughts, he said. <laughs> discerning their thoughts he said and he didn't just give us a lectured list of things it does help you could read their mind yeah yeah <laughs> That's what I you're right maybe it was a conversation but we can yeah. too oh yeah when we sit in rooms god's given us a spirit to that's discern true. Mm-hmm. that's true and we're supposed to discern rooms and i feel like most sermons are answering questions we're not asking wow and we got kids who are they're fed up with it. They're sick of it. 86% of students, when they leave their house, will not go back to church. Wow. 86%. That should, that, you know what that should do? That should tell those guys who are trying to shut you down or trying to shut women or trying to shut, should tell you something's not right. Mm-hmm. If we were winning this battle, you might even go, yeah, we don't need to preach. <laughs> like, whatever. What, this is awesome. Things are going great. Our families are great. Our situations are great. We're mm-hmm. not being attacked by our enemies. We're, oh my you know, gosh, but, yeah. we're, but we're not in that boat. If we were in that boat, you might even say, yeah, this is great. I don't care. I'll stay home, take care of families. I'll do whatever, you know. But that's not the way it is because you have a voice that's been empowered to take on enemies that are going after women. Mm-hmm. And there are certain things that you can say that my daughter will respond to mm-hmm. as a woman that's, that I'm not going to, I'm not going to be able to say, mm-hmm. you know, she's not going to take it the same way. And, but as a dad, there's things. And like I said, there's mm-hmm. things as a man I can say that should be freeing for you mm-hmm. to know that, that this isn't just a woman saying it. This mm-hmm. is a man standing up and not afraid to say, you need to be empowered to mm-hmm. do, to be, and to produce, mm-hmm. you know, and don't let any voice try to stop that. Mm-hmm. And so the enemy's always going to try to shut it down because he knows the power of it. Yeah. He knows the power of your voice. And um, and he knows the power of men and women together. Yeah. It's powerful together because even, you know, it's a big subject, but even homosexuality, you know, the sad thing about it is, is that the enemy is scared to death to have another one of you. And so instead of maybe abortion, you know, it's killing. So you won't go that route. So what the enemy does is, how can I stop production and disguise it as love? Mm. And he says, I'll just get them to love the opposite, the same sex, because they can't produce that way. Mm-hmm. Can't produce the same sex. Mm-hmm. The very first commandment is be fruitful, multiply. Mm. And he knows men and women can do that. I'm doing a great job at that. See? <laughs> You're winning. 
you're making the way. You're making you're making up for some of our lack. You know, some of my lack. You guys are welcome. It sounds like I have like eight kids now. Well, hey, I'm not afraid to prophesy that either. You know, maybe even ten, ten kids. You could be out. I'm feeling like maybe adoption. Yeah, maybe maybe triplets. Tell what Chris's grandpa said once. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite all-time quotes from <laughs> Grandpa said, um, "Mary Beth and her sisters are real fertile." Real. Fertile. <laughs> <laughs> her and their sisters. Oh, that's a Christmas. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, we digress. <laughs> <laughs> when you were talking, Dustin, I was just thinking it feels like a time in history, maybe, where it's like an all hands on deck. Yeah. Kind of thing, you know, and it's like, God's going to call every individual to something. Yeah. And the question is just, what is it? And I think, um, you know, from a church leadership standpoint, that's threatening, Yeah, you know, to people and it's scary. And I've been there. I've been there where uh, talented people come in and they're passionate. Like you're talking about, they're not just sitting there following the rules and just, you know, worshiping in church, but they have ideas and they're excited and it can be threatening in leadership. But I also think if we're not listening to it. What are we missing out on? Yeah, you're right. Well, and that's the thing. The scripture says your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Mm. Well, how can our daughters prophesy if they're never allowed to prophesy? If they're not allowed to speak. Yeah. Yeah. And he is. I I believe he's calling us in this time for our sons and our daughters to prophesy. Mm -hmm. You know, and and I think that's where it's at right now is that um, it's going to take all of us. Well, I think, too, that um, we have such an individual mindset sometimes, like, and the threatening thing should never be an issue because... We work as a team, our team does, and I don't think we ever have an individual sort of like, I'm going to go off and do this, or I'm going to be empowered to do something that none of them can do. It, it's like we're in a culture of there has to be one person that does it, and the rest follow, where I think it's, it's coming into a community sort of thing where we can all be empowered to do it together, and we're not going to abandon each other to mm. chase our own thing. Mm. And that's where, the, that's where the threat comes, is that you're going to become empowered, and then you're going to leave. And then I'm going to have to do something else or I'm going to have to fill that gap. And we've all got this mindset of churches splitting or, or churches going off and doing their own things or I'm going to pastor church. And you have to leave. And I don't think that ever has to happen. I think we can do it all together as a community, but it's just a different mindset of saying, I, I'm going to be empowered and I think God's called me to this, but I don't want to do it by myself. And you've been called to do something. Let's do it together and let's form a community of believers that are doing this all together and let's do it all, you know, rather than me running off somewhere else to try and start something. Yeah. Well, so you guys want to join Brave Worship? Is that what you're saying? We just did. <laughs> so, yeah. You're in. Yeah, I already yeah. bought my sleeping okay. bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Well, uh, I was talking to Scott Engineering this yeah. week a little bit, and he sent me some videos, a friend of ours from Arizona. And um, one of the things that he said to me I thought was huge. He said, you know, if churches are not allowing women to help in some capacity, leading and, and all that, speaking and... Um, mentoring, he said, we're missing half our army. Yeah. And that's, that's good. I feel like that's kind of what you're saying too. Yeah. It feels yeah. like the same thing. Like together we can accomplish so much more for the kingdom. Yeah. Um, than when we're breaking into our own individual world, because I think when we break into that place of, you know, I've seen it a lot, competition and, yeah. you know, just striving and trying to do your thing yourself. Yeah. That's when, that's when we get off track. Yeah. Like that's what we should be watching out for, yeah. not necessarily gender or even age. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the Bible's clear about age. Yeah. 
should not have an effect. Well, and so. this this could be the most freeing thing for everybody, yeah. really for, for all of us. We have become a very service, church service oriented culture. And that's never what the Bible intended. The Bible intended for the world to be your stage. You have, we have relied on one church service a week to be where we all prophesy where we Mm -hmm. all stand on a stage where we all preach and it's going to be a very limited space Mm -hmm. and so we've made the worship team the main goal but the worship team is just to start to help train our voices to be used in the world Mm -hmm. it's to equip us remember the the church service is for a five-fold ministry to equip to empower us apostle prophet evangelist teacher you know pastor for to be to equip the body to do the work to do the work of what the church service no to do the work outside these walls with each other. So we can sit around and fight for the one position behind that pulpit, or we can sit around and fight for one position behind that mic. But every single day you have the ability to influence somebody in your sphere because the Mm -hmm. world is your stage. So if a pastor says, I can't do it up here, that does not stop me from doing it out here. Mm -hmm. And so I, I started to ignore those voices when I'm reading the Bible and I'm seeing Jesus send disciples out and say, go heal the sick, raise the dead, proclaim the kingdom of God is here. We have whole churches that continually tell me healing's not for today. Healing doesn't happen mm-hmm. today. And we've watched tumors dissolve. Mm-hmm. We, we, have, we have seen people on their deathbed come up. We, we prayed for a kid who's in a coma on his deathbed and mm-hmm. a week later sitting beside the bed doing good. Two weeks later walking around. This is a kid who they didn't even know to ever walk again. Wow. <clears throat> if he even came out of the coma, you mm. know. And so people continue to tell us it's not for today. What do we do? We continue to write songs for healing. We yeah. continue to see the sick healed. Mm-hmm. And for us, we're going to continue to do it. Nobody can tell me it doesn't happen today because I've experienced it myself. Mm. I've prayed for it. They go, well, have you seen it 100%? That's the problem, though. You know why we haven't seen it 100%? When's the last time they prayed for somebody to be made well? <laughs> we ha- that means if we're a body and they have disbelief, then we are attached. And that means somehow we don't stand in full belief, even if I do, because I'm attached to you. So your level of belief is going to affect me because we are a body, not me as the body. Mm-hmm. You know, And we thought as individuals for so long, we forgot. This is really about helping each other and being mm-hmm. a part of each other. Mm-hmm. And so the world is my stage. I don't sit around waiting for a platform. That's one of the reasons we haven't gotten back up on a platform, you mm-hmm. know, as on our own. Um, we go to a local church, mm-hmm. but even when, you know, um, the first time Michael said, Hey, we want you on the stage. Come, you know, be, and I told him we'll do better in your congregation right now because we just want to stand with people in worship mm-hmm. and we'll help your congregation just by being a part of your congregation, not by having to be on a stage, which is so foreign because everybody fights for the stage. Mm-hmm. But what are we doing outside? And I think God's starting to look at it and he's starting to say, I'm going to bless those who don't fight for the one position. Mm. And so if you're if you're a woman like who these arguments, who, who you know, who cares? You can go to a church that will empower you to do it. So quick complain about the one because you'll be you'll become the rebellious when your heart becomes hard. Mm-hmm. When there are churches who empower you to do it. But if you're going to stay in that church that doesn't empower you to do it, that doesn't disempower your life. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make you not able to be something and do something in your workplace, in your family. And then once you start to see a fruit of it, it's going to be hard for people to look at it and go, uh, I don't want them on the stage. Mm-hmm. No, they want you on the stage, <laughs> you know, yeah. because most of their goals is just to, to get more people in the church. Yeah.
So they're going to do use whatever they have to. They'll change the theology for that. <laughs> <laughs> They'll change the theology to get their offerings out. Oh <laughs> you know? That's fun. So anyways. That's awesome. Cool. Well, thank you guys. Our pleasure. Thank thanks. Yeah, thanks for letting us be on. This means you have to come be on one of our podcasts. Yeah. All you right, get to sing a song at we'll the beginning. Sing a song. We'll Ooh, make one up yeah. on yep. the spot. Yeah, do it. On the spot. Be great. But in it, you're not allowed to drink uh, your you amazing woman cup because I can't stare at it the whole time. Yeah. And and we and on our podcast, we don't want to talk about birthing and pregnancy and all that stuff. Well, our you last podcast no. is called In Utero, so you guys are lucky that What does that mean? No, <laughs> no, not on our, no, not on here, not on there. That we, I skipped that podcast. I'm serious. I saw it and I was like, next week. Next week. Have you been listening? Yeah, as I listened, I'm yeah, not listening to that one. That's no way. That was our favorite one yep. so far. I'll have Gina. I'll have my wife listen to it. She can you can it for you. Yeah, <laughs> you can listen to you it. You can. I mean, it's not bad. It's just funny. Yeah, it but, wasn't any more deep than what this just was about utero, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Liars, <laughs> <laughs> no, we really we're gonna be tricked it. into it. <laughs> no, we're not. That's you awesome. will never be the same. <laughs> awesome sauce. All right, so go visit their website. It's healingisright.com. Mm-hmm. or Dustin Smith or, or DustinSmith.com. DustinSmith.com, spelled just like it sounds, or their app, Healing Is Right. Anything else? Or our app, Dustin Smith Ministries. Dustin Smith Ministries app, where you can oh, find our podcast. Or what? On Dustin Smith Ministries, our app, you can get our podcast their there app, also. You can get their podcast, he just said. Yeah, he has a, Are you not? T- oh, he has I just a, said that. He has a speech. I know. <laughs> can you not understand me? I couldn't understand. Dustin Smith Ministries. There's a podcast on there. Say it in your southern accent. Uh, uh, southern. How do you, uh, I don't know. Welcome to Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> go to Dustin Smith Ministries. There we go. And you can listen to our podcast. There you go. <laughs> no, now you got, you got the slow southern. That's great. That's, That's right. That now we're really clear. Is, can we see a schedule for ministry there too? Yes. You guys if you go to DustinSmith.com, there's a, an events listing so you can see everything that we do there. Or you could go to our um, Facebook page, Dustin Smith Ministries, and we've got some good stuff on there to keep you up to date on what we're doing. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Don't forget to visit braveworship.com slash free song. You want to no. do that or you want to do conference? Conference. <laughs> slash conference. Yes. That's hard you, can reg- <laughs> you can register for the conference right now. You can also get a free song download and chart download at braveworship.com. Is that just women only? There for will anybody. be announcements oh. Is it for coming. anybody? Is it for yeah. anybody? Because I'm making What's coming up. Are we doing something for just women? We might let so you guys in. Are we doing, are we doing something on it? Are Maybe. we doing something? I, I would love to have you. <laughs> yes. James will do his prophetic dance for you. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. I have my wristbands, my headband, my ribbons. Yeah. <laughs> ribbons. It's kind of a Richard Simmons type. <laughs> yes. All right. Sounds good. You don't you want to miss it. James's Richard Simmons Wait. coming up. Wait, I didn't. I didn't. No, you really. It's recorded. It's on there. We're doing it now. We're putting it on Dustin. Okay. Thanks, guys. Bye. We'll see you next time. <laughs>
The times I've grown most as a songwriter are the times I've had mentors showing me the way. If you're looking to grow as a songwriter, we're now accepting applications for our Worship Songwriter Mentorship. Now it's available only a few times each year. The Worship Songwriter Mentorship is a songwriting intensive that will help you craft impactful worship songs. It's a course created by Dove Award-winning and Grammy-nominated, uh, drum roll here please, <laughs> our founder, pro songwriter Chrissy Nordoff. It's a small group community, and it's led by other songwriters over the course of nine weeks. It's an intensive course and a small group co-writing environment, and that means you'll be added to a special group of about 12 writers, give or take. Each group is led by experienced songwriters, some of them my dear, dear friends, and I've even gotten to lead a group or two. Rachel here, by the way. We love the church, and we love to champion fellow worship songwriters just like yourself. In this mentorship, you'll learn how to write songs for you and your congregation. You'll go deeper in your intimacy with Jesus. You'll get the tools needed to help craft songs more easily and never run out of creative ideas. Okay, I know it sounds too good to be true, but trust me, this course is a game changer. You'll learn how to leverage your unique songwriting personality and connect with other like-minded writers in a meaningful way. Truly, I can't think of another course, group of people, community that has impacted my songwriting the way that this mentorship has. If you're wanting to take the next steps in your songwriting journey, then apply now at the link in our show notes. We hope to see you there.